Okay, so it's sponsors. I wanted to, to mention this is a group out of DFW Dallas area that is primarily a wholesaler. And what they do is help newer investors that want to be wholesalers, help them run their numbers, help them uh, move their deals, help them analyze their deals. And they have what's called a learn and earn model. And I've uh, known the owner for about seven years now and been really good friends with him and love what he's doing. He's genuinely trying to help people that are newer in real estate investing, um, especially specifically wholesaling, where he'll teach you kind of how to find the deal. He'll teach you um, how to uh, analyze the deal. So how to find it, how to analyze it, and then he'll help you and let you, allow you to leverage his back end, um, to leverage his buyer's list and try to maximize each deal on that wholesaling. So shout out to Coastal Investments. Um, if you want more information about that, let me know later. And of course, Real Estate IQ, they're putting this on. Again, I already gave them a, an outstanding uh, testimonial and I could go on and on and on about um, how great the tools and systems are, but uh, from the... From the comments already, it looks like everybody already knows. So we've got an hour to try and get through all this. And uh, so let's, let me, let me ask you guys a couple questions about you. Okay. So put in the chat box because everybody wants to know who I am, but I want to know who you are. So, okay. I already asked you guys where you're from. A lot of people put in that. If you're just joining us, go ahead and put in where you're from. Uh, but look, we've been stuck at home. I've been here, you know, what, since we've been quarantined for two or three weeks. What good books are you reading, right? Are you listening to any good podcasts? What have you been doing with your time lately? So go ahead and answer that or think about that. And I'd love to see what you put in the chat box. Oh, we got somebody from Frisco. Sweet. I'm just down the road, east of McKinney a little bit in a small town. I've been reading some books. And I want to share a couple books that I've been reading that have been amazing. Um, there's one right now that I'm reading called Fanatical Prospecting. Okay. Fanatical prospecting, all about filling up your pipeline. It's mostly written for salespeople, but in real estate, uh, lead generation and marketing, this is a great, great book, Fanatical Prospecting. Another one that I recommend is um, ooh, Mastery. That's a good one. I haven't got to that one yet. Somebody wrote Mastery as a book. Um, Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. And I usually don't like that guy, but for whatever, I bought the book and it's an amazing book, Fanatical. And then, uh, I mean, fanatical, so fanatical, fanatical prospecting and millionaire success habits are a few of the books I'm reading right now. I'm also rereading and I did reread Rich Dad Poor Dad. So if you guys haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, you, oh, you were going to ask me what I was reading. So yeah, so I, I, have, I have a stack here. I'm reading millionaire success habits again, fanatical prospecting, almost done. Um, anything Rich Dad Poor Dad is amazing. Anything Rich Dad Poor Dad is amazing. Um, I have a book called, if you're interested in wholesaling, called The Ultimate Guide to Wholesale Real Estate. The Ultimate Guide to Wholesale Real Estate. And then there's, there's another classic called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I also listen to Brian Buffini podcast. Brian Buffini is a real estate um, agent as well as a coach and a trainer out of San Diego. And he has some very, very informative information. Super smart guy as far as the market and especially about what's going on now. So I would check him out, the Brian Buffini podcast. Um, I love the Wholesale and Inc. podcast. Those are the two. Those are my two. Yeah, it's a weird name. Brian Buffini. He's Irish. And as soon as you hear him, you'll know he's Irish. But uh, so we got to know where you guys are from, what books you all are reading. Thank you for putting those all in there. What good podcasts. What are you guys going to do with your time, man? You know, are you getting close to the family, to the wife, to the kids? Are you taking more walks than usual? Are you... Uh, you know, picking up a new skill, a new trade. And one of my friends actually posted something on Facebook that I want to share. And it says this, 
It says, uh, what did he say? He wrote something so cool that I have to share. He says, oh, screens, I think the word says, guys. If you don't come out of this quarantine with A, a new job, B, a new skill, C, a side hustle started, or D, B, D, wherever we're at, new knowledge of economics, business, you, you didn't lack the time, you lacked the discipline. Look, we all have a lot of time, so it's what you do with it, okay? And I love that quote. Maybe you guys have seen some of that on Facebook. I think there's been a couple of them. So uh, thank you for sharing a little bit about you. Let me, show, let me tell you guys a little bit about me. So I've been investing in real estate for 10 years, primarily been a wholesaler and a fix and flipper. Um, I've had rentals along the way, but I've sold them all off. Um, I've been, in, been involved in thousands, 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 yes, thousands of um, wholesaling transactions. I used to work with a big company that did anywhere from 20 to 30 wholesale uh, deals per month. And so I, over the years, I've been involved in thousands of transactions, uh, been involved with hundreds of flips myself, uh, as well as working with other people. I have strategic partners that help me with flips. Uh, so primarily a flipper and a wholesaler, and I've been involved in a lot of transactions, so I've got a lot of knowledge as far as that. But I am new to the Dallas area. I moved from Salt Lake City, Utah. We moved out here because we wanted to enjoy the country. So I'm out east of McKinney in a small town called Farmersville. A lot of people from Dallas don't even know where that is. I'm going to have to speed up because we're past the 610. Uh, I've been a coach, a trainer. I have my own real estate uh, investment training program. Uh, if you want more information about that, just let me know. I've written a book. And um, yeah, I've been a motivational speaker and I love helping people and training and you can tell from my energy. I've got a family of five kids. Uh, we have one daughter and four boys. Our daughter's 12 and then our boys are um, nine, seven, five, and three. So crazy, I've been married to my wife for 15 years. We love it. Hey, somebody knows we're farmers together. I love it. Okay, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I wanna get to the meat and the potatoes. But before we get started, I wanna share what my keys to success are, okay? We're gonna go over step one and step two and talk about real estate. I promise you, and I'm gonna to try to bust through these things. So if you have any questions, let me know, put them in the chat box. I've got somebody helping me answer those. And if you didn't fill out the poll question, please go ahead and do that. Before we get started, let me share what my keys to success are. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did have a life coaching program as well. It was a 90-day uh, program that taught you how to um, have a better life, right? And, and to get motivated. Uh, and I took some of those principles and put them into my real estate coaching. And these are the these are the keys that I have found to success in anything in life. First off, you have to think about why you're doing the things you're doing. Why are you doing the things you're doing? What is your why? Why are you getting into real estate investing? And type in the box. If you know why you're doing it, you should. If you don't, you need to stop and think about that. And that's one of the things I've been listening, listening to a lot of webinars and trainings lately, especially uh, during this time where everybody's online and talking about the, you know, the economic uh, condition and, and where we're at and what's the real estate market going to do. Um, and now's a great time if you've forgotten or you got too busy in your job or, or what you're doing, you know, um, then you should maybe stop and think about it. And, and I shared with some other people and I've been on another uh, video podcast lately where it's like, look, this is the time I had to stop. I have my goals sitting right there on my um, wall and I took them down and I'm rethinking them because times are a little different right now. So you've got to be able to adapt, but think about what your why is. If you don't know what it is, you, you need to know what it is. I'll share what mine is. I like to ask people what theirs are. Steve uh, says retirement income. That's great. Yeah. Look, mine's to make money, but there's more than that. I want to make money to be able to buy things, uh, not only buy things, but buy experiences that will create memories that I can have forever with my family. So that's why I do real estate is because I can make a lot of money, uh, but it, it, it's what the money allows me to do. I can buy things, I can 
uh, go on vacations and, and create experiences and memories with my family that I can take with me forever, right? So, so that's mine. But what is yours? Okay, the three keys to success that I believe, success in anything, whether it be real estate or whatever business you're in, is you've got to be clear. You've got to have clarity on what you're going to do. And so with real estate, you need to be clear on what strategy you want to do. We're going to talk about that. Um, but And then you need to focus on one. If you try to do everything, if you try to do wholesaling, fixing, flipping, rental properties, uh, multi-units, commercial, warehouse, multi, all these different things, you're going to be scattered and you're not going to be as successful as if you would have picked one strategy, focused on it, then you will have success. So the first key is be clear on what your strategy is and focus on that and go deep on it. Don't go wider. Go deep on one strategy in real estate and then you will have success. The second thing is, what is your mindset? You've got to have the right mindset. If you don't believe that you can succeed, you won't. If you don't look at this, um, you know, this pandemic and this, this crisis that we're going through as an opportunity and you're, you're more pessimistic about it, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So you need to, here, here's what it is. You've got to have the right mindset. You've got to believe, number one, that real estate can make you money, that you can get the retirement income that you want, that, that your family and your financial future, you know, will, will be wonderful because of real estate. You've got to believe these things. You've got to believe you'll succeed. And you've got to have a positive attitude. You've got to be grateful for what you have. Listen, a lot of people are suffering through a lot of things. And, you know, hopefully nobody on this uh, webinar is has lost their job or, or going to lose their job or losing their house or anything like that. But that's happening a lot. A lot of people because of, you know, this, this quarantine and, and everything that's going on. But look, we can remain positive. And I share with a lot of people a lot uh, in different webinars and different things. And, and one of the main things that helps me personally get through tough times is that I created an attitude of gratitude about three or four, five years ago. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but ever since I created that attitude of gratitude, that has helped me get through hard times. And believe me, I've been through a lot. Um, I wrote a book about it and you can read it sometime. But when you go through a lot and, and you're grateful for what you have, it opens the door for you to receive more. So You've got to have the right mindset. You've got to believe that you can succeed. You've got to have a positive attitude. You've got to be optimistic in this, in this time of crisis. You've got to understand there's opportunities here. And I'm going to talk a lot about that tonight. And if I'm talking too fast, I apologize, but I'm trying to cram in a lot of information. And I hope that you guys are taking notes. Will you give me like a, a thumbs up or, or yes, this is good if, if, if you're enjoying it so far. If not, that's fine too. Um, if you want me to skip to the meat and potatoes, say that too. But these are, these are the three things that I believe you've got to have in your mindset to be successful. And then lastly, you've got to take action, okay? You have to take action. You can learn everything in the world, but if you don't take any action on anything, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. So this is what I say. You've got to consistently take action because a lot of people get started in real estate investing and they look at some houses and run some numbers once or twice and they never do it again. And they're like, well, that didn't work because you didn't do it consistently. And you've got to have persistence. You have to be able to, you know, after you have the right mindset and you're clear on what you want, you can be persistent and take massive action. I call it TMA, take massive action. This is how you have success, okay? So I wanted to just bust through those things. I can go on and on and on about those three things all the time, forever. But basically, in my opinion, and what, I, what has allowed me to um, uh, have success in my life, and I have success and I have failures like everyone else, uh, but I've had some mild success in real estate, and it's being clear on what I was going to do, having goals, having the right mindset, and taking action. So, okay, somebody wants to know how to fill out a one-to-four residential contract to assign to a wholesale. I can help you with that. 
we can go into a separate room later and talk about that. So I can help you guys with lots of different things. Okay, moving on. Let's go. So why real estate? Okay, this is where I want to really dig in. So why real estate and why now? So again, I assume everybody here is more of a beginner only because this the topic of this is um, you know how to get started in real estate, right? Ten tips for beginners. Um, if I'm wrong, if there's some people with experience, that's great. You know, let me know. Um, and if I'm giving you all the wrong information, let me know that too. But I don't think so. I'm sharing what I've learned in my own experience. So hopefully it's accurate. But why real estate? Okay. And why now? So here, here's what I know about real estate. And here's what I know about now. So real estate, 90%, oh man, I'm horrible at doing slides, but 90% of all millionaires become so through owning real estate. And I believe it was Andrew Carnegie that said that. He, he, I think his wealth has like gone from generation to generation to generation forever and ever because he's, he understood the power of real estate, how to leverage it. Um, so 90% of all millionaires become so if you own real estate. The major fortunes in America have been made in land, by land. That was John D. Rockefeller that said that. Um, so again, you know, 90% of millionaires, the major fortunes in America have been made in land. Uh, buy land, they ain't making any more of it. That was Mark Twain that said that, which is so true. And that's why Texas uh, has been amazing for real estate and has grown um, consistently year in and year out is because there's so much land. You can just keep going and keep going and going and going. And that's what happens. You've got a big city and they just keep expanding and expanding and expanding. Uh, I love this one. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. If you buy property, of real estate and hold it, you get appreciation. And in Texas, the appreciation has consistently been higher than the average of the country. Uh, it's not the highest. I know there's some higher cities at different times in different years, but uh, historically, Texas, the appreciation in Texas has been higher than the average uh, throughout the country. So great. I know at least that's in Dallas and I assume that's in Houston too. Um, and I share this, there was this book called A Fortune at Your Feet, let me go back, uh, from a man named A.D. Kessler. And it's a really hard book to find. But basically he says, look, you have, there's money to be made where you're standing. Like, there's, this is real estate. You can, that's what's one of the great things about America in general. Not, other countries don't have what we have as far as real estate. Uh, so that's why a lot of uh, people from China are coming to invest here in, in Texas and California, and they, they created these huge hedge fund groups because you can get better returns here, and you can even get real estate in some of those other ones. So there's a fortune out of the feet, guys. And why now? Why now, right? It seems like a crazy time. But listen, real estate goes in cycles. There's always ups and downs, okay? Same thing with the stock market, right? There's highs and there's lows. But uh, if you look at real estate over the past 100 years, yes, there's ups and downs but it's a, it's a gradual up, okay? And there, you've got to, you can try to time the cycles and you can try to do that. That's for sophisticated investors, like high-end, real sophisticated investors. And I know a lot of people in my circle of influence and uh, peers that know that right now is a down, right? There's going to be a down. It's going to go down again a little bit more, which is the time, excuse me, to buy, right? Everybody's heard the buy low, sell high. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. So you can buy real estate when it's low, and then ride it when it goes up. Right now, we're going to be in a low and we're going to be going in a low, which is the perfect time to buy. So that's why now, because we're buying lower than it has been. If you would have bought three, four, six months ago, you, you were at the height of the market. Uh, and appreciation, guys, I talked about appreciation, right? 
So when you buy real estate, you're going to get appreciation. Historically, it'll always be that. Uh, is all this making sense? If there's any questions, put them in the chat. Um, I want to make sure that I'm kind of um, being clear and addressing every, what everyone wants to what everyone wants to hear and know. So, so and there's opportunities in down markets. When there's a down market, it's the perfect time to buy. You can we're going to be able to help a lot of people that are going to lose their homes. We're going to be able to help a lot of people that are um, needing to get out of foreclosure or save themselves from bankruptcy. There's going to be a lot of opportunities, and in down markets, that's usually when people want to buy because we're buying buying cheaper. So. So let's talk about a couple different types of real estate and, and um, go from there. So there, there's two main types of real estate, okay? There's the commercial and there's residential. Now, commercial real estate is, you know, some of these bigger things like land development, hotels, multifamily, apartments, retail strip malls, warehouses, industrial office buildings. And these are amazing opportunities, amazing opportunities. But you need to be a little bit more educated. You need to know a little bit more about real estate to get into these. But you can get higher yield, higher returns if you know how to invest in these things. And I know a lot of people start with residential and then kind of go up to commercial. Uh, and then there's residential real estate, which is single family houses, right? I call them SFHs, uh, mobile homes, manufactured homes, duplexes, triplexes, four, fourplexes. This is residential. Okay. So I think that residential is, is a great place to start because. It's a low barrier of entry, right? Most of us understand what a house is. We either live in a house or we've rented a house or our parents have had a house or our parents have sold a house or we all know somebody that has a house, right? So we understand houses, right? It's familiar to us. So it's a great place to start. It's, you don't have to have as much education as far as being able. It's different to analyze a single family home than it is to analyze a 100, 100 unit apartment building, okay? Or it's different to analyze a duplex than it is a hotel, right? So there's different things. This is where most people, in my experience, that I know have started and then graduated up. So most people will buy a rental property, wholesale a house, flip a house, uh, do that for a little while. And then they want to buy a duplex or a fourplex, then a tenplex, then a 50plex. And then they want to go into multi-units, 100 units, hotels, different things, right? And there's pros and cons to each one. Um, and there's different risk levels for each one. So obviously, you know, you're going to have to determine which one is best for you. But this is why I think everybody should start in residential because of these reasons, okay? Any thoughts or questions about that? I mean, I always, it's interesting, you know, when I, when I talk to people and when we could go out and socialize and go to different networking events, I would always ask people, you know, a lot of people haven't done any real estate, but they're like, well, I'm interested in storage units or, you know, I really want to buy a hundred apartment unit, you know, building and it's like, well, have you done, you know, what do you know? And, and I'm not saying you can't do it. And I'm sure there's people that have success doing that, but um, yeah. So, okay. If there's any questions, make sure to put them in the chat box. I just want to make sure that I'm addressing everybody's uh, comments and uh, hopefully I'm just not full of higher head, but okay. So that's what, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to dive in a little bit more here. Let me go through. Okay. So before I kind of go to step one and step two, um, our main objective, tell me what you think. I really honestly want to know what your thought is. And I think everybody's going to have a very similar answer. But what is our main objective in real estate investing? What is our main objective in real estate investing? And please put it in the comments. Put in the comments what you think the main objective in real estate investing is. I'm waiting for I'm going to, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it in. Money. Money. 
to help people. I like that one. Buy at a discount and sell with a profit. Yep. Helping others, which in turn will help me. I like it. All right. All right. We got some, we got some good things here. I like it. Awesome. Add value. Ooh, you guys. I love it. I love this to help my family and clients. Okay, cool. Keep putting in there. I love it. I love it because it's, I see a lot of people, especially beginners or newbies or people that are just getting started. It's um, money. It's just the money. Right. And, and I talked about that book, the millionaire success habits. He has this exercise in there and I'll try to be quick here, but where he, he asks what your why is. And then every time you answer that question, you say, but why? And when you answer that question, you say, but why? And when you answer that question, you say, but why? Right. And you go seven layers deep of asking yourself why. So here's what it is, guys. In my opinion, yeah, you guys had it right. We are problem solvers. We help others. We're adding value. And look, the bigger the problem, the bigger the payday. So we're helping people in problems. And that's why I said why now in real estate is because there is going to be problems that need to be solved. And as you educate yourself in a, as a beginner and, and getting into real estate, you're going to be able to solve those problems. We're going to be able to help others and add value. Listen, the more value you can add to people, the more money you're going to make. The bigger the problem, the smarter you are, the more money you get. So definitely make sure to be educating yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, be, you, you need to be learning as many ways as you can to be able to help people, add value, solve people's problems, okay? That's the real objective. And here's the key to our objective in real estate investing. And, and, and let me know if, you've already, if you already know this or not. If you're brand new, you might not know this. If you've been around for a while, then you might know this. But the key to the objective, and our objective is helping people, um, you know, adding value um, and all those different things we just talked about, solving problems, right? is motivation and distress. Listen, usually most people, if, if I was in a room in an audience, I ask everybody to raise their hand. How many people in this room, and raise your hand if you can, if you can put it in emoji in there. How many people own their own home by a show of houses or show of hands? Raise your hand, right? Then I'll ask the question, okay, how many of you guys are going to sell it at a discount right now? And nobody raises their hand again because they're not motivated to sell. They're not in a distressed situation. Most people are not. So here's the thing. This has been the key from my experience, and I've been working with off-market deals, but th this, is, this is true for on-market deals. And off-market deals just aren't on the MLS and then MLS deals. But basically, people that are in distressed situations want to trade their equity for speed and convenience. They're like, it's a problem house. Take it away. I don't want to deal with it. If you can pay me cash and do it quickly, then just go ahead and do that. I don't want to. And distress can be all sorts of distress. There can be divorce, bankruptcy, foreclosures. And I think there's going to be a lot of foreclosures coming up here in the market soon, which in turn makes them motivated, okay? Now, there can be distressed situations, but the house itself can be distressed. Somebody didn't take care of it, you know? Um, it was a rental property and somebody trashed it, or it was a rental property and somebody abandoned it. Right now, there's going to be a lot of landlords with renters that are walking away that can't pay their rent because they lost their jobs. There's going to be a lot of problems for us to solve and i'm excited for this opportunity and i think that that's why i was saying why now is a perfect time to get in so the key keep keep all this in mind as we move on to step one and step two here but the, the keys to our objective is looking for motivated sellers and distressed sellers and listen real estate iq provides these this is an amazing source of lists that's local here in texas um, i've been in different markets and bought lists from different companies 
but have never had somebody give me every weekday in my email inbox a list of off-market leads. These are all the leads they get. Pre-foreclosures, appointment of substitute trustee, probates, airships, evictions, divorces, loan modifications, liens, code violations, taxes, tax sales. There's going to be a lot of these that are going to increase as far as the amount of leads in the next three, six, nine, 12, 18 months. But it's going to be really exciting. And again, it's a daily update. So I just have to give the testimonial to real estate IQ. Look, I moved to um, Dallas eight months ago. The first thing I did when I found out about real estate IQ was just buy a year's worth because it's insane not to be able to do that. Uh, I am not going to be explaining what all these are right now, um, but there is other amazing training that real estate IQ provides. There's a tomorrow night, there's an event of how to analyze deals. Um, and then you're going to have an opportunity to, to learn more about um, real estate IQ and what kind of tools they are and how exciting they are and how easy they are to use um, later on here. So I'm sorry, uh, I won't be explaining what it is, but basically these people are motivated. And if we can reach out to them, whether that be a text message, a phone call, a piece of mail, a door knocking on the door, right? I know we can't go out. But, um, anyway, so if you remember the key to our objectives and our objectives are solving problems, helping others, adding value, adding value. The more value we add in any business, the more money we're going to make. The key to those objectives is finding motivated sellers and distressed properties. And this is where to get them, okay? Off-market leads from uh, Real Estate IQ. So, okay, let's dive in. Again, this is going to be a six-week series where I'm going to go through 10 steps. Step one is identify your financial stage. This is going back to that clarity. If you remember clarity, mindset, and action, you got to start with clarity. You got to get clear of what your financial stage is. Also, identify your capabilities. What can you do? What can't you do? Okay, we're going to dive into these two things. So step one is kind of getting clear on where you're at right now. And I used to use this analogy um, where, you know, when you go to the mall, when we used to be able to go to the mall, and there was those maps in the middle of the mall, and there was a star that said, you are here, right? We need to know where that star is, and then we can determine where we want to go and put together a map to get there. So but before you can decide where you're going to go or how you're going to get there, you need to know where you're at. This is what we're going to be doing. Identify your financial states and identify your capabilities. This is, these are the 10 steps if you're getting started in real estate investing. Okay, so these are the different financial stages. I'm going to spend a couple minutes here. And there's no right or wrong, you know, and there's no shame depending on, you know, and nobody's better than anybody else because we've all been, you know, somewhere on this, on these different stages. I've been in the survival stage. I've been in the stability. I've been in saver. And I'm not at financial freedom yet. And, you know, it takes a lot of time to get there. But let me, let me talk a little bit about this. Again, we're just trying to get clear and identify what stage we're at to determine, to help us what, determine what the next step is. Survival. So let's talk about survival. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you don't have any extra money at the end of you know your paycheck or whatever, you're in survival mode, right? Okay. And again, that's okay because everybody starts somewhere. And everybody that 90% of those millionaires all started here in survival. Okay. Uh, in fact, most people that become rich from real estate started with nothing, right? Which is below survival. So if you're at survival stage, that's okay. But the next stage is the stability stage where you've got you have a, um, a raise or you've got a side hustle and you've got a little extra money or um, you know, you're making a little bit more now and you're able to save that, right? Okay. You're stable because you 
got the bills covered. Now you can put away, let's say, three months of bills in a reserve so that you can have that in case anything like this event that's happening right now, this crisis happens again, or six months or a year. Or if you've got a business, you've got you know six months of business expenses as well as personal expenses. You know, this is where you're stable and you've got a little bit of extra income. And if you're there, that's a great place to be because you're moving on up, right? If anybody's remembers the Jeffersons, their theme song is moving on up. I'm not a singer. Uh, but so we go from survival to stability. And we just want to know where we're at so that we know what the next stage is. And I'm going to go in a little bit deeper here. Uh, the next one is the saver. So I, the stability kind of talked about that a little bit. Now you've got that money to save, you need to start saving it. Not only do you need to have, you know, however many months and people, different people say different things as far as you should have saved as far as reserves, um, but you can donate to charitable causes, right? You can um, tithe, right? A lot of people believe in tithing. You can um, save in addition to your, um, you know, reserves, whether that be business or personal, as well as your tithing. Then what you do is you start creating a nest egg and you can use that money to then grow, okay? And the growth phase is where you've got, you've saved, you, you went through survival, you, you're stable, you've got some extra money, you've saved it, you're feeling good. Now you use that money to grow. And if anybody's read Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know that you can use your money or other people's money. And we're not going to dive into that today. Um, but if you want more information on that, I can help. Um, to grow, you, you've got to take what you have and make it grow. If you just have a bunch of money in the bank and it's earning whatever the bank's giving you, you're not in the growth phase. But what you can do is take that same amount of money, let's call it $20,000, and put it down on a house and fix and flip it and make 20 to 50 grand profit. Or you can take that $20,000 and put it down on a loan and get a rental property and cash flow. The difference between what you're paying the bank and what you're getting in rents, there's a spread. Then you can take that money and save that and have a reserves because God forbid anything happens. Like, again, the crisis we're going through, where people can't pay rent and you can cover that bill or whatnot, right? So you go from these different stages. And again, what we just want to do right now is identify which one we're at because it's going to help us determine what our next step is. So take some time as I'm kind of explaining these to think about where you're at and write down where you are, okay? And again, there's no shame in any of these things. I've been survival, I've been stability, I've been saver, I've been growth. I have not been financial freedom yet. Financial freedom is basically where you've gone through these stages you take it all that money and your income exceeds your expenses and you don't need a job anymore, right? Or you've got enough rental properties that it pays for your, your monthly bills plus some. You don't need to work if you didn't want to. Now, I wouldn't suggest not working. I love working, but I love helping people and I love socializing and doing things like this. Um, but financial freedom. And again, I think Rich Dad has a good explanation about it. What is a good amount of savings to leap into the growth stage? I think you can you could start with five. You can do a lot of things with five thousand dollars. You can do a lot of things with ten thousand. Twenty, I would say, is probably a good rule of thumb. But we're going to go into the next step, which I think will help you answer that question. And that was a great question. Um, but I recommend that people have three to six months worth up of um, personal bills saved up, as well as business. If you have your own business, so I've got my own wholesaling business and my personal goals, right? Uh, you, I've got to have enough saved up in each one of those before then I start saving other things. Um, I, you know, you, you can do a lot of things with other people's money. Uh, you can get strategic partners. There's a lot of things we can do. Um, but I would definitely say at least probably $10,000 because $10,000 you can buy a fix and flip. 
and borrow 90% of somebody else's money. Or, you know, you're buying a house for 100 grand, a tenant deals and leverage 90 of others. There's, there's so many different strategies and we're not going to go into those um, today, but we will later in this series. So stick around. Great question. Any other questions, make sure to put them in there. Um, and listen, I forgot to ask, but while we're going through this, if you type in the box, um, what you guys want to learn more of from Real Estate IQ, because they take that information and give you what you want. And I think you're seeing a lot of that lately because they've been around for many years now. Uh, but they take the feedback that everybody gives. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe just take a minute and type in, you know, whether you want to do more about uh, wholesaling or rentals or fixing deals. How to find properties in this market is a great one. That's what somebody wrote. So Real Estate IQ has some, some great webinars coming up. And I'm going to, excuse me, share a, my screen later and show you guys some of the things that they're doing. And it's great. So fix and flips. Wholesales, fix and flips. Okay, perfect. How to find properties. So it's all about how to find the deals in my opinion, because whether you're going to have a rental, fix and flip, or wholesale, it's all about finding deals. And I have a whole course about that. Um, and Real Estate IQ has tons of great information. So the first step was, it, it was twofold. It was first, identify your financial stage. Okay. Somebody wants to learn about owner finance. That's great. There's a lot of resources on owner finance. So uh, how to find financial backing. Great. Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys for putting in the comments. We're going to be sure to take this and then create classes around that. Um, so we've talked about this. You've thought about it. You've, you've, you've determined where you're at. You identified it. Now we want to talk about what your capabilities are. Okay. So you determined what your financial stage was. Now I want to talk to you about what you're good at, right? What do you like to do? Look, look at this list here. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And then you got to think about your needs and your wants because right now, a lot of people need to pay the bills. Maybe, maybe right now isn't the time to be in the growth phase for you because you're still in the survival of the st stability phase, right? Um, versus what you want. Like you want to be an investor, but you don't have the money yet or you're not educated enough yet or you don't have the right strategic partner. So think about your needs and wants and really at this point, and again, this is all going back to getting clear and clarity on, on where you're at right now. Um, but Think about this. If you hate fixing things up, then you don't want to be a fixing company. Um, you know, if you like fixing things up and you like taking something ugly and making it beautiful, then maybe you do want to do that, right? Uh, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? If you're good at communicating or sales, you might be a great wholesaler because wholesalers meet with sellers direct and, and negotiate deals. If you're a good negotiator and good in sales, then you want to do that. But then again, if that's your weakness, then maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you just want to help wholesalers do that. Or maybe you want the wholesaler to bring you the deal because you want to fix and flip it. Or maybe you've got a great job and you've got your nest egg and you're ready to invest it, but you don't want to have anything to do with finding deals. You just want somebody to bring you the deal, you know, because you want rentals. Then, then you can just have the wholesaler bring you the deal and, and if it makes sense for you to do that. But again, make sure. So what are your capabilities? And really think about this, again, based on where's your financial stage and what are your capabilities right now? And, and lastly, oh, excuse me, let me go back. What do you have more of right now? Do you have more time or more money? And there's no right or wrong answer again, but certain people have good jobs and have a bunch of money and they want to take that money and invest in real estate. That strategy that they're going to do, which we're going to talk about next, is going to be different than the person that has no money, but a lot of time. Because there's a lot of things you can do with no money, but you have a lot of time. You could cold call. You can, you can help other wholesalers. You can drive around looking for properties. Again, you know, when we're allowed to get out. Um, so 
you really need to kind of identify what's your financial stage and then think about your capabilities and try to determine, and we're going to talk about this next, what's the best strategy for you, okay? Make sense? Um, okay, so next slide is, and thank you guys all for being here on a Monday night. I'm excited, super excited. I could talk about real estate forever. Uh, I'm trying to cram in as much information as possible within an hour, and we will have a Q&A here at the end, so we'll answer all the questions. Thumbs up. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Great info. Good, 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 good. Okay. Um, I'm not doing that to pad my ego. I really want to make sure that I'm providing value um, as well as the tools and things that you're going to do. Okay, so, this, so the second step, step two, is choose your strategy. So you identified your financial stage and your capabilities. Based off of that, what we just talked about is what strategy is going to be best for you. And I kind of hinted to it. I kind of alluded to it, right? Maybe you just want to be a rent, rental, a landlord. Maybe you don't want to deal with people you don't want to be a landlord. Maybe you, maybe you love the... the chase and the hunt right like i do i love chasing deals and it's like look at the deal hurry get it, grab it and, and we're always looking for the next deal and so i like wholesaling right but there's different strategies based off of what we were just talking about okay so let's talk about and these strategies um are the main ones especially for beginners again if you remember we talked about commercial and residential this these are the main strategies for residential investing okay um and these are the ways to make money through real estate investing right and again, if you've got, for example, bird dogs, does anybody know what a bird dog is? Put in the comments if you don't know what a bird dog is, or if you do know what it is, or somebody help explain. I always just say, you know, when you're going hunting, oh, so somebody does not. So when you go hunting, they have these hunting dogs. And what they do is they point to whatever they smell, or they, 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 they're smelling out whatever they're, they're hunting, and they point to it, and then they go chase it, right? So bird dogs in real estate do the same thing. So bird dogs are like, I think that's a deal. I, that house looks like it could be distressed. I don't know. And then they call somebody like me or, or a different wholesaler or a different experienced investor and say, I think that's a deal. And they just kind of point to it. So, and there's money to be made in that, right? I know people that that's all they do is they just go around and be like, I think this is a deal. I think this is a deal. Here, 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 look, 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 look. And while they're doing that, they're learning about real estate. They're learning about what wholesalers do so they can get to that next financial stage, right? Uh, so bird doggy. You can make 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. You can make, you know, if you got two or three bird dog leads, you know, they're leads. They're not deals because you're not, the difference between a bird dog and a wholesaler is a wholesaler finds a, or gathers leads, takes that lead, puts it under contract, and then sells that contract to another investor for a fee, kind of like a middleman. Where bird dogs just find the lead and send that lead over to the wholesaler. The wholesaler will then in turn put it under contract and sell the contract. So. They're not doing as much work. And if you remember, we were talking about the more money you make is the more value you have. As a bird dog, you're not providing as much value as a wholesaler. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. So bird dogs, this, these are the ways you can make money in real estate. You can be a bird dog, residential real estate. You can do these in commercial too. Um, bird dog, and that's somebody that just kind of like thinks they have a deal from their efforts of looking at deals and learning. Uh, and sends it to somebody like me or, or another experienced investor and says, I think I got a deal. Will you look at it and let me know? And I'll say yes or no. Or, and usually the cool thing about being a bird dog is you get to learn along the way. You, you bring it to me and I say, hey, here's what we're looking at. Here's you know what it's worth. And here's where we need to buy it. We're way off, right? The seller isn't motivated. It's not a distressed situation. Boom, you just learned three or four different things right there. Um, wholesaling. Again, that's where, you know, oh, sorry, I'm not as good at this. Wholesaling is where you 
generate leads. You're a, a, a lead generation machine. You're a marketing company where you market to all the distressed sellers, all the motivated sellers, and you send them a text message. You give them a call on the phone. You send them a piece of direct mail. You have ads on Facebook. You put Google ads together. You have websites, all these different things to generate leads. You take those leads, you filter through them, you find the ones with the deals, you put them under contract, you take the contract, hand it to another investor and make a little fee. You can make $5,000, you can make $10,000, you can make $20,000 doing that. It's, a, it's, it's work, okay? Again, if you don't like marketing, you don't like negotiating with sellers, if you don't like taking 100 calls to get one deal, then maybe you don't want to be a wholesaler. Um, maybe you don't have enough time too. Sorry, excuse me. Um, and then there's the fix and flip, right? I think a lot of people know what fix and flips are because it's been made popular from TV shows. Um, you know, flip this house or fix my house or all the different shows, right? And that's where you take a property that's been <clears throat> kind of unmanaged or it's in distress and, and needs a lot of repairs. You fix it up and then you sell it for a profit, right? And again, I think most people are familiar with that nowadays because of all the popularity through the TV shows. And that's a profitable um that's a profitable business. So somebody asks, do you work with realtors as a wholesaler? For sure, man. Realtors provide leads. So as a wholesaler, I'm going to work with anybody that provides leads, whether that be a bird dog, whether that be direct to the seller, whether that be other investors, whether that be realtors. Oh, yeah. I've got a, a Rolodex or a spreadsheet, if you will, of real estate agents that I just communicate with every so often and say, well, what deals do you got? Because every once in a while, every once in a while, they have them and there's ways to work with them for sure. And real estate IQ is a great place to, to do it because you can look on the MLS, excuse me, not the MLS, but all the information from the MLS um, as well as the automatic deals. So great question, by the way, Daniel. Uh, so we talked about what a bird dog is. We talked about what wholesaling is, fix and flips, and then rental properties, right? That's where you buy property. <laughs> you buy real estate and wait. You don't wait to buy real estate. That's where you buy the real estate and sit on it for 20 years, right? 30 years and guarantee usually more than more than you would double your equity or the value of that property more like three times quadruple times in the, in the in the space of 20 30 years now where i moved from in utah the appreciation had um annually been six to ten percent it was insane you could buy a house one year and this is over the last three or four years and i don't think dallas has as high of appreciation but it was insane where you could buy a house hold it for three years and double your money it was insane, insane. So great strategy. Rental properties is great. Not only do you get appreciation, but your tenants pay your mortgage. Hopefully you've got a spread between what the mortgage is and the rent is. So you're getting cash flow, plus you get depreciation. And again, we're not going to explain what all these things are. You get tax advantages. There's a lot of advantages to buying real estate. And that's why a lot of people love real estate. It's because it's a great investment. You can make tons of money, lots of money. So these are the ways to make money through real estate investing. And I want to kind of go back here, guys. What is your financial stage? Identify your financial stage. Identify your capabilities, right? What are your capabilities? And then choose your strategy based off of all that stuff. Skip Trace is included if you buy the premium package. And I'll go over a little bit about that, and I probably need to jump in here. Um, thank you for that question, Johnny. But there's other places that you can use it, but uh, Real Estate IQ does do it. So that's step one and step two. Now what? Listen, I want everybody to continue to get educated. Go to as many of these webinars as you can. Real Estate IQ has one every day for the next freaking, I think every day, every weekday, and even some Saturdays. 
Continue to educate yourself. Continue to network. Speaking of networking, there's, here, let me, let me, let me go here, guys. I want to show you the, um, I have this pulled up. Speaking of networking, okay, if you can still see my screen, there's this community at realestateiq.co where people, almost like a little social media Facebook thing, right? But not only that, they also have this marketplace where you can find the events. And look at this. There's an event tomorrow, How to Analyze Deals with Rodney. Then the next day, there's the Fort Bend REI group in Houston. The day after that, online creative investments in your IRA. If you're doing IRAs, you've got that. Uh, due diligence, all the events. If you go to realestateiq.co, you can see all the events. You can see all the education, all the different coaches and different people that have trainings, uh, different funding partners as far as hard money lenders, all the different vendors. Guys, huge, huge resource as far as locally here in Texas uh, is what Real Estate IQ is. And then there's, you know, if you're into notes and different types of investing, um, so there's the community here, guys, where people are networking and there's the marketplace and there's all these different things here. And look, if you type in what you're doing and search, it'll pull it up. But you've got the community, the marketplace, the tools. And I'm going to go over a little bit of the tools here in a second. Um, become a member. I, I really believe that you need to. Um, yeah. So there's a, um, there's a link in the comments right now that talks about the marketplace. Check out the marketplace, check out the community. Step two, you did not miss step two. Let me tell, show you what step two is. Step two is choose your strategy. I'm going to go through these again. Step one, step one, identify your financial stage and identify your capabilities. And that's what we talked about with these different stages, with your capabilities. And then step two is choose your strategy. Based off of what your answers to step one were, step two is which one of these is going to be best for you right now? Bird dogging, wholesaling, fix and flip, or rentals? Right, and we're talking residential real estate investing. We're not talking much more because you can just go off on tangents, and, and you really need to have clarity and focus to succeed. Keep the questions coming, guys. Um, so now what? Continue to stay educated. Go network. Become a member of Real Estate IQ, guys. It's super affordable that you can get these lists and leverage the experience of others. Leverage my experience. Leverage other professional uh, investor experiences that have been there, done that. I mean, I paid for a coach when I got started. I know a lot of people pay for coaches, but you don't need to pay for a coach. You can just find Facebook groups. You can find the community on Real Estate IQ. You can ask people questions. And believe it or not, most people are willing to help. Um, and there's a couple other things. There, uh, Real Estate IQ is going to put out what's called the Bird Dog Training that's going to be coming up. Um, and then also the sponsor for tonight, Coastal Investments, has a program called Learn and Earn. And I mentioned that earlier, earlier when I showed their sponsorship because uh, they're sponsoring this. It helps to help people learn while they're earning, right? It's like, hey, do some bird dogging or do some wholesaling. Let's collaborate, work together, and all make some money. So you've got to do these things. Now you've learned a little bit tonight on step one and step two. I hope you'll join me next week and we'll go over the next steps. Um, and of course, real estate IQ, guys. And I want to spend a couple minutes. I want you guys to write down some goals. There's five minutes before seven before we do the QA, and I'm going to go through a little bit of information regarding um, real estate IQ. But write down who knows what a smart goal is. Put in the comments whether you know what a smart goal is or not, okay? Look, you've got to have goals, and you've got to have a plan. Based off of all the information you've learned tonight, what are you going to do? If you remember the last key in my three keys to success, it's take action. I want you to write two, I want you to write down two goals in each one of these categories, education, networking. What are you going to do with real estate IQ? 
What, what networking events are you going to go to? What education are you going to continue to learn from? Who are you going to leverage? Whose experience are you going to leverage? And are you going to go to the learn and earn or the bird dog training that USAIQ is putting out? Put in the comments, what is a S-A-M-A-R-T goal? Who knows? Okay, because of, because of uh, lack of time, I'm just going to tell you. A SMART goal is specific. That's what the S stands for. There you go. Thank you. Cynthia put it in a specific, measured, actionable, or I always a uh, specific, measurable, attainable. I put attainable, realistic with a timetable. So it's got to be specific. You can't just say, well, I'm going to learn some more about wholesaling. Wrong. No, I'm going to watch Max, Maxwell, Max Maxwell's YouTube channel 30 minutes every day. Or I'm going to listen to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast every time I get in my car, right? Okay? Measurable. How long are you going to do it? I, if, you, if you heard me, I said, I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. I'm going to do it for an hour, okay? Attainable. It's got to be realistic, right? Relevant. Thank you. Yeah, realistic and relevant. I know there's a lot of different ways that people use for it. Uh, attainable. You can't say, I want to make a million dollars tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Um, but it is possible to make a million dollars, but it just takes time. Realistic. Again, attainable and realistic are kind of the same thing. And then timetable. I'm going to listen to, you know, six YouTube videos by next month. Something like that. You've got, if you, your, your chances of succeeding in your goals, if they're smart, increases significantly. Okay. Busting through these things. Thank you guys again. Um, here's my information. If you want this, uh, reach out to me. I'm on Facebook. I'm in the community. Um, I'm going to be doing this every Monday night. Please invite people if you liked it. Um, you can call me. That's fine. You can email me. Whatever. I have a website that talks about my book a little bit. Um, I'm not trying to promote me, but I really just want to be able to help people. So if you need help, I, I am primarily a wholesaler and a fix and flipper. So if those are your things that you wrote that you were interested in, let me know. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.